Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey, y'all. It's 5 o'clock on Monday, and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall. Hey, John Hall. You are sounding raspy. I am, which I am in a raspy mode. Must be somebody. Uh, that's for you. Oh, thanks, baby. I got a Pedialyte and some aspirin. <laughs> some Advils and uh, <laughs> uh, Justin and Brian are back at home. We are in Duluth, Georgia for uh, Little Beers 3. A celebration of low ABV ales. And We're hoteling it is, again. Yeah. Our residency for the next three weeks is in uh, Duluth. It's a Bonvoy, right? What is it? We're in a Courtyard Marriott. Courtyard Marriott. It's not the Arlo. It's not the Arlo. Yeah. The Arlo. Um, and we are joined for our first week by Kevin Davey. Is it of Gold Dot now? Yes. Okay. Gold of dot Gold Dot. Gold. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, so it's both. It, it's kind of both. Yeah. Okay. But I listen to a podcast with you, Don, and M mm-hmm. over on the All About Beer Radio Network. Um, <laughs> uh, and you were at Wayfinder, right? Yes. And so this is all in the because I f- and maybe I'm just old these days, but that felt like it was like six, eight months ago. So this has all happened about over a month what ago. Time okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Well, I mean. It all takes a long time. So with Wayfinder, it was something that, you know, I was the founding brewmaster for. Right. And I wasn't just going to say, hey, two weeks, see you guys later. <laughs> I mean, that, you could have. There's people nice who have done less. industry standard for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I, I hope that they appreciate that. I, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But so you were, so Heater Allen, I know as the definitive West Coast lager brewery of small, right? But you were making primarily lagers... For your whole career at Wayfinder, like you're uh, a logger guy. Yeah, right? you came right. up on loggers. Came together. Right. Well, um, yeah, it's kind of a cute little story because I, I've always, I've always considered myself a logger brewer. We brew a lot of logger beers at Wayfinder, at, at least sixty percent of them. Um, but I got my start at Chuckanut, the other small logger brewery on the okay. West Coast. So you've always been. Right. <laughs> You've never. Do, do you want to come over to Carton and make a make a, a Kolsch with me? Break, break stride. Well, uh, no, I will not do that because that's a nail. That's a nail. Fuck that. <laughs> that's why. That's why I made the offer. I wanted to expand your horizons. Nails are dark and fruity, <laughs> and you know, usually harder to drink. So, are you anti ale? Are you? There's just so many anti logger people that I've had to listen to over the last just made twenty you fucking years of I my brewing that. I like to th- kick it back a little bit, throw a little shit in their face. So, so, <laughs> did you? Are you? Is Heater Allen and Gold Dot both here today? Or are you here with Heater? Um, so the story is, Lisa and I bought Heater Allen right from her dad, and I didn't want to go into the business relationship saying, 
hey, let's let's Kevin Davies going to just redo yeah. Eater Allen or I don't want to give that perception. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because right. I want to make IPA as well. Yeah. And so um, I'm a, I'm a hold on to this. Right. <laughs> you should. Um, so I think the goal was really just to have something that have another brand that we were going to be making that um, was going to be a collaborative effort between me so, and Lisa. So tell me this, because I know Lisa's been doing some very cool shit um, along the way. Like, I think, you know, I, I, I'm i not West Coast enough to have a feeling for Heater, but I really do remember, like, when I was very new in the business, one of our first shows out was... Jeff Allworth Jeff brought Allworth gave us Heater Allen pills oh, nice. in the black up, glass. Growing up in the very, I think it was show one. I think it might have been. But, um, and it was lovely, but it was, you know, for Jersey is so stunted in this development, like everything we've got going for us at all has happened in the last 10 years. So going to a place where there was a brewery that could survive as a lager brewery, it was, you know, it was just not a conceivable thing. So it was always something I've loved, but I imagine, do you like just put a pin in Heater Allen and be like, all right, so this is Heater Allen these are their beers. We're going to stick by these, whatever, and then do all your kind of fuckery at the other spot. Or do you, you know? I don't really know. Yeah. I, 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 I think that it depends on what kind of beer. Like, there's her October. Their Oktoberfest, Bob Toberfest, is like this big deal. It sells out like in a week. Once I like October. that you're still speaking about them in third person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my Bobtoberfest, my our Bobtoberfest. Yeah. yeah our Team Bobtoberfest. Team Bobtoberfest. Yeah, I, should, I, I just don't feel 100%. Like I, I've been living in McMinnville with Lisa for three years since the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. You know, um, I'm Team Heater Allen. I have been right. for a long time, but it's just it still feels a little bit new. Yeah, but I, I guess all I'm saying is I, I – I don't imagine you go into this kind of thing without a respect for the brand. And what, if it if it gets respect from me from one experience ten years ago, I imagine that's got to be you know in your own heart. I'm not talking like will the people get mad at you. I mean in right. your own heart, like like I, I, I want the day I want you to call me the day the lightning strikes and you're like, all right, this is something that fits into the Heater Allen thing, and this is the perfect logger to go in that team, and I'm making this one there. You know what I mean? And otherwise. Right. I think I would be very ginger to be like, I know, I know, but we'll make it under this label because I, you know what I mean? Right. I also like that you don't fully know where you want this to go yet. I feel like there's some people who go in with a business plan who are so rigid of this is what we're going to do, this is what we have to do, or this is what the market is dictating. We don't even have our logo yet. See, that's... And, it's, is there and, a, and people are like, are you just being idea. lazy about it? Or like, what, well, Kevin, why don't you have this done? I'm like... I don't know. I thought I wanted to do it one way, and then I kind of bagged that idea, <laughs> and then I wanted to go another way, and and I just don't have it ready. So, what's sorry. the meaning behind Gold Dot? Where does the name come from? Well, take the first thousand great beer names you can think of, put them in a garbage can, because they're all fucking taken. I, you're fucking telling and, me. <laughs> and uh, we we're thinking of, you know, we we're just kind of brainstorming for a long time, and um, thinking of like something that's like, well. We want Gold Dot to be kind of like a luxury lager brand. We want it to be, it's it's me and Lisa, right? So right. we're two, we're, we're known on, as the, yeah, the, uh, the lager brewing power couple. <laughs> so like what we come up to it together Oh has my God, get Bill and Ashley in here right now. I want to start a throwdown. <laughs> guess, what what guess what Kevin just told the me? The old MTV show of uh, Celebrity uh, Cage Match. Right, John, was that the... they, So I'm thinking about it because obviously there's a regionality to this, but I think that's true. But I think Bill and Ashley would count as kind of the middle of the country. Is there anybody that cool in loggers on our side of the world? 
Like I mean, and what's funny is like a power um, couple or yesterday would convince me. Yesterday would convince me whatever that is is down here in Georgia. Like I had such a fucking day yesterday of good loggers. I mean, good loggers has gotten so much better, and I think you know, like with Todd at Goodward, I think. John and I spoke about this a little bit earlier. It's just, you know, brew what you what you were passionate about as a brewer, and people will get it. And I think that that's what Rick, when he started, Rick Rick Allen is Lisa's yeah. dad. When he started Heater Allen, he's like, well, I'm not going to get, you know, if there's 500,000 people in the Portland metro area, I'm not going to get all of the beer drinkers with my beer. Yeah. But how many can I get? Yeah. I need to get 10 grand of them. And if I can do that, I can make Pilsner, and that's what I want to do. So Perfect. that's what he yeah. did. Yeah. That's what I always shut. And you could do that people. in Jersey. You could really do that anywhere. There's yeah, something but, to be said though for the brewers that are opening up and following that path of like, well, we're just going to make a citra mosaic, and it's like, yeah, but that's been done. And how are you going to? Well, but yeah. to be fair, so has a Tettinger hop German Pilsner, dude. Like, like nothing's been done more than a Czech. How'd you know I put Tettinger in there? <laughs> That's my favorite hop by far. And so we yesterday, so yesterday we started. We started our. You day unlocked the code, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we st- so we started yesterday at um, what the fuck? Where did we start? We started halfway at, uh, crooks. Halfway crooks. Mm-hmm. And I had this big, gorgeous mug of hells, and it was. It turned out to be um, Herzbrucker. I think mm-hmm. he was using. I asked, and I think Sean told me it was Herzbrucker, but it was. Damn him. <laughs> so, but it was so nice to like. I love Hertzberger. Take a big <laughs> sip of a beer. And you know how when, if we were talking, if we were just talking about, you know, hops and sensory and whatever, you identify those hops as spicy, right? That's one of the words you use for especially those classic four or five. Right. This was a like, like a nice spicy hoppy hell's, you know, just a, and you had to drink it by the, like the full mouthful. Right. There's no sip in this beer. Absolutely. And I literally looked up for him and I was like, well, it's got to be Tet or, you know, I was like, it's one of those, right. but which one is it? It was just such a perfect beer. But I, nobody's making that beer up by us. No, I think no. Schilling is doing a lager program uh, of, of note. Yeah, New Hampshire. I don't think that there is. There's some of the new breweries that have opened up that I haven't been to yet that are claiming lager programs that I'd like to check out, but I don't know for sure. If you've had Ashley on this podcast or anything, oh, yeah. you've heard her say, Pilsner has a hundred year track record. Yeah. So if you do when people it, saying, "Oh, is it the next big thing?" and she's like, "Yeah, it's been on a five hundred year winning streak." <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, everyone's like, "Well, could it even happen out here?" And I think that there's like a little bit of um, ale focused, I'll just say bigotry from yeah. the craft brewers over these years that, "Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that." Well, guess what? You got got a lot of empty tanks right now. Yeah. You the, sure can. But you know you know what's funny about that? And I think, so I, I'm one of those guys who, like, we I, we were, I was part of that conversation last night at the table. We were all, you know, I had just done my cricket tequila shot. <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't making good sense. But what, no. I, was, what I was saying to John. <laughs> Poor like, decisions, not good I, sense. I think I brew exactly what I want to brew and hope people love it. And I think the mistake is skipping that step. Right. You know what I mean? Like making things you hope people love that you're not wanting to make first. And what I was saying last night was the problem for my customers and my relationship with people is when I get hyper-focused on something where I'm like, I need to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we have, all of a sudden people think I'm a lager brewer or a IPA brewer where my brain goes that way. So I've got to try to keep a mix of stuff to keep everybody interested. But I think, again, part of that is 
when we opened, we were the 13th brewery in New Jersey, so you couldn't, you know what I mean? There just yeah. wasn't that's how young that. the, That's how young our scene is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you guys are like kind of like, like Chicago in 2008. I think more or less because New Jersey's it, it has a pretty huge population. We're the most dense. I think we're the most, we densely, the most densely populated, populated state. state. We, yeah. have, we have I think we're eight million people in Jersey, which is goes to what you were saying. And about you got Rift. thirteen breweries. No. Now we have one hundred and forty. Oh, like right. It's, it's changed. <laughs> there was a law change in twenty twelve that made it a feasible business model to be a small brewery. Mm. So we had a hundred five to seven barrel breweries open up in the last 10 years yeah but and that's why john's saying there's one there's one that's just recently opened by me that claims to be an all lager brewery he's definitely a good brewer from a good brewery um yeah i just haven't been yet i've it's, had his vienna bird something nice, but if he had that hells you know what i mean but so what i wanted to say there and i want to get your feelings on this as as lager guy so i guess the other thing i was saying is i think there's part of when you're trying to get people to come into the fold of craft where you want it to be impressive quantifiable and easy and because great lager is often all about its subtlety right you can't you can't connect with the human as much as you can with like a citra pale ale. like do you smell grapefruit do you smell oranges do you get right that? but that's why i'm going back to that first hell's i had yesterday i would I, like, I would argue that it's not yeah, i think that's that what i want for hear. one thing yeah, i think pilsner is far more has far more depth and flavor nuance like i think it's really by gettable by a lot of people like yeah. i think that it's I think it's kind of an anomaly that we think, oh, I've got to beat people over the head with Citra Mosaic Hazy for them to understand things. Now, I can't speak for everybody in Jersey. Maybe that yeah. is true. We, but... we are an obstinate bunch. <laughs> yeah. We are by we need nature. Blunt, we need blunt <laughs> objects <laughs> upside <laughs> the head. Yeah. yeah. To, yeah. That we being not, said. We, there's, there's not too fine a point for New Jersey. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> that being said, I think that like. Well, well, for one thing, to speak to the to the yeah. Hazy beer when we made hazy beer when i made hazy beer at wayfinder i was surprised what kind of people it actually did bring in people i'd never seen liking craft beer it was such a dorky thing for so long and i've there's like there's women in high heels that like work at trade shows and they're drinking my hazy ipa and i'm like what the yep. i've never seen you here before see that's the thing that even and that did that did seem great yeah. but i think lager is definitely the um, the wide, everybody. It's the great unifier. It's a great unifier. Yes. Fair enough. I, I guess so. For me, it's I know John. Relax. I'll do the <laughs> thing. Are you already finished with this beer? This beer is not going to last if I come. All right. So I'll jump ahead. All, all right. So what brings us together on Seal This Beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it is, not what we thought it would be. What it's doing, not how hard it was to get, and where we would drink it if it was in our cellar. And to facilitate that, John and I drink blind out of black glasses. Kevin brought these to us and obscured them from us i have no idea but it's clearly yeah. a pretty fucking perfect little i was gonna go hells but i'm wondering what you feel yeah like just like a nice like american pil pilsner kind yeah. of thing but it's, it's just, got that spiciness yeah. i was just talking about yeah it's got a really clean soft water you know and then there's this little hump of sweetness dead center but not sugar sweetness, malt sweetness, but just just fucking. And with the hangover I have from drinking, that's why I brought you Pedialyte Nat Thank, thank <laughs> you, thank you, sweet baby boy. You take very good care of me. I just I fucking love this beer, and I'm almost out of it. And it was a fair pour. Um, yeah, no, this is one of those. Um, I'm I'm that sweetness that shows up mid palate. I'm really enjoying, but the hot presence that's building on the finish, mm -hmm. I'm enjoying even more because it's just bringing. It, it has that nice b 
balance of the sweet and the bitter um, as yeah. as, it, as it goes on. But this is, here. yeah, this is a really nice way to start the day. So thank you. There's some people who have yeah. done this where they show up with, they show up with like 14. percent breakfast stouts. That's rude. Like yeah. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> There's a lot of people who listen to the show who hate us and just (laughs) want to see us, who just want to see us suffer. And (laughs) you all, yeah. (laughs) See if Augie can tell that this is coconut. I can tell it's coconut, my friend. Um, (laughs) No, but I love this beer. And so this is what's funny. So I want to, I want, I don't want to. I mean, I obviously want to talk with you about Pilsner, and I we need to talk about cold IPA at some point. Do we we need to do all that stuff? We don't have to talk about cold IPA. Being here for (laughs) Kevin, I get really pigeonholed on that thing. It's kind of funny because you were talking about like, oh yeah, I don't want to be defined as a lager brewer. I want to be defined as whatever. I have now been defined as Mr. Cold IPA, and it's. Hey man, I just made a beer once, right. and then people started making it, and then I I went on podcast to tell people don't make bad versions of it. Right. Well, really I think, but I think, that, but I think the nicest thing about that. So, and this is how craft brewing largely is, but there's less of it with so many more people than there were a decade ago. Yeah. But everybody I've talked to about, I'm like, should I do a cold IPA? What is fun about it? Like, why do I want to do it? And everybody I know that brewed it told me just to call you up and that you were very helpful and willing to share information. And it wasn't, you weren't one of those, no, this is my thing, trade secret guys, but yeah. you were very giving. So if I ever do it, expect that call. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But it's it's one of those, everybody that I talk to in the business is like, just call Kevin up and we'll tell you everything you need to know. And that, that's a great thing to be. So thank you for that. And I will say quickly, um, though, just on that front, that I like that you did that because when we've seen some of the other styles that have popped up and then faded immediately because everybody went just bananas with it. And it's like, you know, Brewed IPA is the great example of that. It's like Kim had a very specific idea of what he wanted that beer to be. He had talked to some people about it, and then other people were just like, oh, I'm going to fuck around and do my own thing, and the market got flooded with such jagged, disjointed beers that yeah. it could never catch on. So you yeah. keeping like firm hands on the reins, I think, has helped the style progress I don't to think I really had a choice, because I was either going to be known from this cold... Like, I, I, could saw, I saw that, you know, this is... Everybody's making... I got a call or an email from somebody in Poland making a cold IPA, so I was just like, okay, it's a freaking thing. Yeah. So it's either I'm either going to be known like Kim for something that was really good that everybody kind of screwed up. Yes. Or I'm going to be, or I can just throw it all out there and just let everybody, you know, try to keep my baby alive. Yeah. I like it. Well, Um, good job so far. So Um, I I want to drink this beer all day. Yeah. So we're supposed to talk about so the end of the Black Cup thing is. One, you'll tell us what it is, but basically we write a, you know, if I, so when we started this, people were cherishing beers we thought way too much. Mm-hmm. So the idea was, if this was in your cellar, we would tell you where we would drink it so you didn't miss enjoy it, right? So, but the problem is this is one of those perfect beers for hanging out, right? So football, barbecue, like this is one of those, doing this is perfect. Yeah. But we're walking into a day where we should have this or something like it 50 times. Yes. And I'm kind of super excited to start with it just as a kind of touchstone for the rest of today. Yeah. This is a... So tell us what it is. Have you had this beer before? Yeah, I think you guys did too. Okay. (laughs) Did we have it last night? Can I I tell you? Tell us what it is. Tell us if you... Like if it did what you thought it should do. Like give us your feelings on it too. Now that the reveal is happening, I, it was the beer that I kept on drinking last night at Goodward. It was the it's the Dry Hop Coastline Pills. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, 
I like all of the Czech stuff that Todd's doing. I really like his British Cascales. I was enjoying those a lot too. I kept coming back to this one. And um, mainly because this is my big question mark for going forward for Gold Dot and Heater Allen. We don't dry hop at Heater Allen. Um, We've done it before. It's not really... The way that our lager tanks are set up, we don't really want to because we don't want the lo- the hops to sit on the yeast or right. sit on the tank for that long. So it's just not really set up that way. This is a dry hop pilsner, and how do we play in that kiddie pool if we're gonna? Right. You know, because nice. now that we're building out our cellar a little differently, I kind of just I keep on going back and say, what do, what do I like about dry hopped lagers, and what do I not? Yeah. You know, and that was I gorgeous. think that. German hops, Czech hop, you know, European hops in general aren't really grown for their oil content to a degree. I mean, yeah. they're not citrus mosaic. And um, so they come across different. Now, that being said, I think that Sots, Hertzbrücke, Tetning, when you boil the crap out of these hops, that's when you get the flavor from them. And so by dry hopping it, you're kind of doing the opposite of what you should be doing with lagers. Uh, you're giving a squinty eye. Yeah, you no, need I'm, to I'm, boil the. I'm, you heard yeah. it first on this podcast from Kevin Davy. Boil, boil the your fuck hops out of your German hops. Boil your <laughs> hops. You're supposed to. Don't put them all at the end. Okay. Actually, no, I shouldn't be telling you. You know what? Forget about it. You guys keep making beer the way you want to make beer. <laughs> so you can stand on the top of the mountain, and um, I mean, how long a boil are you talking about? Uh, Sixty to ninety minutes. Okay, somewhere in there. All right. Normal. Um, we're not making barley wine. I, no. <laughs> the 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 man is a wizard. I'm just you know. I'm, I'm just. Like, well, I guess know, what I'm trying to it's say. It's a five day boil <laughs> that begins under the but full what moon. Say, and, what I would yeah. say, taste this. I didn't realize it was dry hopped, and I think I mean that as a compliment because mm-hmm. the hop aromas and things were present but stitched in nicely. Right? It wasn't like like I. I'm sure whatever he put in at the end, there was a 60 edition. You know. Yeah. With some amount of alphas to carry the dry hopping at the end as a. Thing that's in the beer, not a thing laid on the beer. I can tell you um, what I don't like about it is got has this like fruity pebble aroma that I get with European hops dried hop. Okay, and it's kind of and you think that's bad because that's what the kids love. I don't like. There's it. a whole brewery in I New think Jersey who skipped the hops and just gone to the fruity pebbles. <laughs> Legitimately, no way. Oh yeah, I swear to God that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we're at like this. I've been saying it before, but we're at like a Dada moment with craft beer, where there's like, <laughs> what if the urinals on the wall? Yeah. You know, it's just what like, if, what oh if... god. I mean, it's beautiful, I guess. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. Um, go on, John. I wanted to ask you because you brought up the. Um, uh, luxury lager and right. you hear about the premium lager set and you know which is a whole other like a b driven uh, marketing term uh but i was at a brewery not too long ago um that has 12 packs of 12 ounce cans that of lager and it's it's good lager um that they're selling for 30 dollars, and i was having a really tough time squaring that in my head even for Man, yeah. I want to sell that beer for thirty dollars yeah. <laughs> if it sells. But I'm but but I'm wondering if the market can go along with that, right? Because when Ashley talks about lager being on a you know five hundred year winning streak kind of thing, and you look at what sells really well, and you know lagers for the majority of drinkers are twelve packs of Bud that sell for right. you know eight bucks. Having a luxury lager product. I think you can get some drinkers. Or their double IPAs in a 19-2 can selling for $3 or $4. Yeah. 
which is the other side of beer right now. Are you aware of that? Screaming Eagles. Oh, wine. oh yeah. Are you aware of that? Yes. Okay. Just while you're, t- I, it's obviously one of the ninety dollars can- 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 silly thing. Yeah. But, yeah. But you know what I mean? I just, I was just like, when you said that, I was like, you know, somebody has done a ninety dollars six pack of lager. Yeah, and but sold I, it. But I think that that's. I know it's a luxury a brand for... thing. It's it's a it's a Birkin bag. I get it. I just wanted to make sure you were aware it happened. No, but this 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 was a this is the actual business model for that brewery that they're gonna they're gonna be doing it and I. If it works, I think that's well, here's great. My, but... Here's my problem with that that I'm trying to reconcile in my head because I know exactly what you're saying. And I often say to people when they're like, you know, when you went through last year just like I did, when, you're, when your malt jumps 800% in a month, you, you've got to figure shit out, right? And it's stressful as hell, and hopefully everything gets right. But, um, but you're always tethered, like John's saying, by the idea that at some point beer is beer. Right. You know what I mean? And at some point there's always going to be the I could have gotten, you know, some version of this experience for $10. So how much is it worth? That being said, there's $5 bottles of wine and $10,000 bottles of wine. So I'm not, I'm not saying they can't dissociate and there can be a luxury into the brand. But more I'm saying, how did a cheeseburger this year move from $8 to 20 and a right. pint of beer is still 7 bucks? everywhere in the world you know what i mean like that that's eight dollars in mcminnville (laughs) (laughs) the you know um, what i mean like that that's the problem and and it's that association john has when he sees that pricing i get kind of like i'm i'm mad in two different ways because you know i'm a grumpy person apparently but um (laughs) i'm mad that like beer should be that expensive at any given time because it should be something that we get to enjoy but that being said like just because two buck chuck exists doesn't mean that wine can't be expensive right you know like but just because Budweiser people? is cheap, and Budweiser's not even that cheap anymore. Yeah. Um, just because the to be fair, I of, haven't bought a twelve pack of Bud in a while, but like, yeah, it's not that much. Like, if you want to compare apples to apples, if you want to have a nice lager experience, uh, spending four dollars on a can is not weird. Agreed. You know, especially if you just want to have one beer. Yeah. Right. You know, um, and if I want to have one beer, do I want to have a pastry stout? No, I don't. I mean, I never really want to have a pastry stout. Some people do. Some people yeah. are like, oh, I want to have this really caloric, sweet. Vanilla bean. Vanilla bean. It's kind of like drive through coffee, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's where everybody lines up for it. Yeah, six and then pumps. they buy a bunch of sugar. <laughs> six pumps. Six <laughs> pumps. Six pumps. pumps. Get the caramel yeah. frappuccino. Full, full decompression. Yeah. Full depressions. Yeah. The, uh, I, I personally, if I'm... I mean, I drink too much. I think a lot of people in our industry do. But if I could only have one beer a night, it's going to be a lager beer. And if I and if I'm only going to have one beer in a night, I don't care if it's eight dollars. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. That totally makes sense. The problem is I'm not. Yes, like I'm I'm very binary. I'm either drinking or not. And And so (laughs) we let the market decide. If somebody wants to throw, if if somebody wants to make a thirty dollar twelve pack, yeah. And people are willing to pay the money for it, then I mean that's just what's going to happen. Am I fucking up the math here? Isn't that only two fifty a can? I mean, it's really early for me, and I'm just yeah. I, as far as I, I know, twelve times three is thirty six. So sure. that's I don't think that's a very expensive. Sure, I think comparative, and when you break it out that way, yes, it's up against other loggers that are. So thirty dollars for a twelve pack? Yeah, a twelve well, that, ounce twelve pack. Yeah. Well, that's what 
that's what beers are going for in our grocery yeah. store right is now. Is that true? Yeah, John, I don't think okay. that's too much money. Okay. I mean, so when we put beers on, when we 12-pack beers mm-hmm. and send them to stores, the store in Jersey, I'm not talking nationally and I'm not big enough to have any real research here, but the stores seem to bristle north of $24. Okay. But if you were a really small place doing it in your own shop, I don't think somebody that's done the destination day freaks out at thirty. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you're talking, you're talking one more dollar per fifty cents more per can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, I feel like the twelve pack, twelve ounce, big store beers are stuck at twenty five and down. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know that. That's the case for boutique. I remember when they were eight dollars a twelve pack. Oh yeah, and I remember brewers being paid like poverty wages, mm-hmm. and there being a lot of sadness in our industry. And I think that yeah, it's been it's been kind of crappy that we're making these kind of beers that are hype, but it's definitely bringing things up. It's, it's definitely still, bringing people. But it's up. also brought up, like you were saying, Bud's gone up. Right, and there's yeah. no reason for Bud to go up. We know the efficiencies. Right. I know what I could sell beer for if I could make 10 million barrels. You know what I mean? So, but if we've, when they say the rising yeah. tide lifts all boats, <laughs> we fucking boats. <laughs> we fucking added to the Anheuser Busch right. share value. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, no, I hadn't thought about it from from that math perspective, and it was sticker shock for me when I saw it. And yeah. that's yeah. But keep in mind, there's people like I've seen, and I. You know, so fuck. I, you, I, all right, so I do one beer that I actually put white truffles in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a ridiculously expensive beer. And the cheapest I can sell it for and justify making it is $26 for a four-pack of beers. But I only make 100 of those four-packs or 100 cases right. of those four-packs. We sell them over six months. And they sell to luxury brand buyers who want truffles. And they don't, like, I think... So here's the funny thing that's hard to figure right. out, and I'd love any insights you have on this, but... I feel like the people that buy it for twenty six would buy it for thirty, and the people that won't buy it for twenty six wouldn't buy it for ten. Yeah, when it's that unique a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, Ribbon Ridge Pinot Noir from Dundee Hills. If you want to buy Pinot Noir grown on that ridge, that's what that costs. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm sorry. Yeah, that's how that goes. We shouldn't apologize for it. And lager is the same thing. It's it's an expensive thing to make, and I think that people don't really understand that. Like, if you're sourcing really great malt and you're not just buying some commodity malt and and you're sourcing really great hops and you're not just buying some the cheapest thing that you can buy which you shouldn't be (laughs) and you're giving something a a long time in a tank and you're paying your brewer and not a poverty wage then that's an expensive beer all right so we do have to talk about glass too oh yeah this is my try you don't stand corrected you're and this, I'm going to love saying this sentence because it's going to inflame you, but it's it's meant to, for these words. You're the problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that's the psychology. Like you've had can't, that one in the chamber for a but while. I, yeah. But I feel like, but I feel, but you know what I'm saying? Like this fucking beer we're drinking right now. Like I feel like if I could sit down with every human that doesn't want to pay thirty dollars for that twelve pack, drink this beer with them, right. and be like. Seriously, dude, how many times have you bought a Monster Energy for five fifty and not had to do anything this fucking glass of beer is doing for you? Sure. You know what I mean? But but my problem is you and I do a podcast together for eight years. You're the world's leading editor of beer journalism, and you saw that and were like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the problem. Like, sure. And thank you, Thieves. I love you guys for listening, but we all know you would buy that 
for that 30 pack. It's how do we reach everybody else? And just, and I think, I think ultimately what I'm getting from our conversation here, Kevin, is, is you're reminding me something that I need to put at the forefront of this discussion, which it really is quality of life. You only get X beers in your life, even if you're a one beer a day guy. Yep. You, you know, when you're dead, you had 50,000 beers. So you can fuck around with 10,000 of them when you're in high school, but yep. as it gets more serious and as they matter more and as you slow down because you're going to wake up with a hangover in your 40s and 50s, yeah. <laughs> spend the extra two bucks per can and get the beautiful one. By the way, I want to skip the whole thing. This is I. This is fucking gorgeous. Are you drinking this beer? The, the Ralph beer? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. This is not a Ralph beer. This is 100% a Ralph beer. Is it? I'm drinking coffee, so I might be fucked on that. I'm just getting such pretty, pretty. If this isn't a rap beer, then like I'm, I'm <laughs> very worried about how my I day is going to go drinking wise. Hold on, I'm walking away from my coffee thing. Wait, I'm not wrong. I'm pandering. Okay, okay. <laughs> Kevin just leaned into the mic and goes, "I'm pandering." <laughs> <laughs> But Welcome you, to right, this so, week in right, Rouse so here, I, I, the I, world's I, most important long-running, award-winning <laughs> show. Yeah, um, I've got joke. the smoke as I walk away, but it's—I <laughs> it's, I know it's a very real thing now. I've got the very, smoke yeah. as I walk away, and what I love about it, about you pointing that out to me, and thank you, is the dryness I couldn't find is definitely that smoke dryness on the tip of my tongue, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, because it, it's all about to me. It's very perfumey. There's a neat spearmint mm -hmm. quality to it, like a really neat spearmint quality to it. Mm. And it's dancing very high in a pretty thing, but then there was this very ashy dryness to the finish, and I was like, how is it finishing so dry? But the minute you said smoke and I found it, I was like, oh, it's just smoke malt. That's yeah. how that does. There's a really fun sweet malt characteristic to it. Like It's yeah. almost like a, like a toasted caramel kind of like spun sugar, um, but like a... a, a, a with depth to it that I'm yeah I'm so happy with whatever that it's means. one of the best lager beers for food I I, I love Rauk beer but, yeah um, oh. and I think it, you should pair it with barbecue yeah go for it pair it with other smoky food but I think it actually is really great with a wide variety of foods <laughs> yeah I mean there's the argument of smoke and smoke of good pit barbecue and mm. Rauk that it's it's tough to, to pair them although I I think that they they can complement each other but i mean i would love something like this just in the middle of the summer with burgers coming off of the grill so or, exactly by the know, way just uh, every ballpark should have this beer uh there's that meme last summer of the guy who's dunking his hot dog into uh into a beer during yeah. a game and eating it and it was like like homemade rauk yeah uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> You see the one where the guy That's takes Joey a straw, Chestnut, right? pokes a hole in the hot dog, and then sticks it. You think he's a Fenway Park. He's just drinking it through the hot Maybe dog. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. If that's what it was. But it was just like, how do I get smoky meat flavor into my beer? Uh, this is how. Um, but every major league stadium and every minor league stadium should have a Rauk beer uh, at their at their sausage stand. And it's just, so, yeah. I, I Make it happen, MLB. See, I, no, I want to put yeah. this with like... So I'm not disagreeing with your smoke thing, but for me, just because it's so pretty, again, that minty herbal thing that's going on in there that has me so happy. You know when you go to, like, like smoked whiting, is that a thing that exists on the East Coast? West Coast. What? So it's a fish. It's oh, like it's a fish. Smoked whiting, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So you guys would probably have the salmon equivalent everywhere. But what I mean is when you're in, like, a, right. a fish store in New Jersey and... 
any proper Jewish deli. Yeah. Right. They've got their smoked and there's just the fishes that every now and then my dad would buy and he just like flake the meat off and eat it on oh, crackers. Yeah. Oh yeah. This would fucking yeah. kill it with that. Like I, I'm out of my mind for it right now. Go to the north Tin go fish. to Seattle or go to Alaska and, and you can get smoked salmon cheeks. Yeah. It's like a delicacy. <laughs> they're they're smoked and candied. It's like a candy. It's but it's salmon cheeks. It's super fatty and oily. They're oh. go to Pike Place Market and I can't remember where I got them at. So oh good. man, <laughs> years ago, and I think I've told this story. But at the Great American Beer Festival on the last night of judging, there'd be a reception back when they would held it in the Hilton Hotel down the street from the convention center. There would be a judge's reception in the evening that they would have all the cast off beers um, that people could do. But Alaskan would host this. And they would bring uh, smoked porter and fresh Alaskan salmon, uh, yeah. smoked salmon, and that's all people would eat and drink uh, in this basement I ballroom of the, of the of so yeah. the that porter. So doing this, that porter showed up on the show at one point. Yeah, and I'd known of it, I'd heard of it or whatever, but it was like a aged bottle, right? It was like two or three years old. Yeah, some collector yeah. friend of ours had brought it on, put it in the glass, and I lost my fucking mind like it's i such a that, great beer yeah we don't have access great. to it on the east coast as much as you know i don't see it in bottle shops as much as i used to i don't know if they're if it's just not moving anymore but yeah it used to be that would be said i have a couple Seattle, you see it everywhere. right after that show i got a couple bottles and put it in my cellar just to recreate that experience right. it made me so happy um so tell us what this beer is oh yeah it's so good it's also a good word beer <laughs> Oh, good. Um, mainly, so I, you were drinking this last night. Every time probably. I walked up to you last night, you were drinking Goodward Smoked, and he had two on, right? He had two on. He had an export, <laughs> and I can't actually. I'm blanking on which one I brought. Grab it. Okay. Yeah. Stay, stay, stay. Um, is this the one that they had in the front of the hotel in the welcome bag? Oh, I didn't know. Okay. No, but they probably did. Okay. But um, I grabbed it. I was actually trying because we went out and did a collab with Creature Comforts. Right. Um, oh, this, yeah, this is, is exactly the one I wanted to bring. Oh yeah, with oh this with is the collab Fox with Fox Farm. Farm. Yeah, um, so we went out and did a collab with Creature Comforts, and toward the end of it, I'm like, oh Blake, I was gonna grab some cans to bring tomorrow, and we were at the end of the packaging hall, and he's like, I can't grab from this all finished product. I'm not supposed to take it. <laughs> not allowed to touch this. <laughs> I'm yeah. not allowed to touch this, and I'm like, crap. And then we had a cocktail and left. So. <laughs> <laughs> So thank God for the good word cooler on the way out last night. Right, I just said, hey, can I? I need, I need this. I need to bring this well, beer. We know we like Todd, and we know we like his beers. But I like the blind. Both of them were exactly as delightful. You know what I mean? Because they're mm -hmm. so. You, yeah. I try to be as you know zen and whatever as I can when judging my own beers and everybody else's. But this is a great game to play with. That right? You have mm -hmm. no fucking idea what you're drinking. You love it or hate it, and that's how you know. But I do love when we love beers by people we like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always a good feeling. We're like, oh, not only is he a good guy, he's a, he's an actually good brewer. Fantastic. Well, I wanted to go bring something else for the podcast, but I've just been busy, yeah. and I <laughs> no don't. Shit. I'm like, well, I could go into like a bottle shop, and I don't know any Georgia brewers out here other than yeah. Creature Comforts and yeah. Goodward and um, and Halfway Crooks and a couple yeah. others. But like, I don't know what I'm grabbing. But we've had people do that on the show before, and it's just Jay like fucking Wakefield, Jonathan Wakefield yeah. showed up on this show with a bottle of not your father's root beer he bought in the lobby of the hotel we were in, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I learned. We've never, Again, we've never forgiven him for it. And it's, I still every time I see him, I'm like it's like drinking Fuck crest, you not your father's. Yeah. But what's funny about that is, the, again, the game was I never realized how much vanilla is in root beer. 
right. till I drank it blind. And now, like, when my kids just get any root beer, I'm like, God, there really is a ton of vanilla in this. And I huh. lived my whole life not aware of vanilla presents because it just smelled like root beer. And I associated that with root beer. All right. So let's get back to it. Um, so what is the... Is, is it going to be a totally different facility, or are you... Same facility. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so um, same everything, really. Yeah. We just... Um, but clearly some kind of hop back. <laughs> <laughs> we will be adding A torpedo. Hops. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll keep my secrets of hopping to myself. <laughs> God damn it, John. I'll stop stealing everybody's secrets. Stop it. The um, We are adding some horizontal tanks. We add heat around. They... They added some horizontals um, a couple of years ago, and they really liked the way that Pilsner performed in there. And so we're just taking Lisa and I are just taking some of the things that we've learned through Heater Allen and through Wayfinder and through everything else that we've ever done, and kind of magnifying it. Um, we're trying to bring in some cool malt from Germany and play around with that. Is all our beers are, you know, right now all the Heater Allen beers are eight week or twelve week lagers. And, you know, we, we're we in McMinnville where it's a small town, but it's got a cheap rent for warehousing, you know. We're so kind of in the middle of wine production, and you can leave liquids laying around for, you know, it's kind of designed for that, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. And so that's been, that's kind of the goal. Is there a cool maltzer out there? Do you have a, lo- so we have a local one by us, Hillary, who's a friend oh, of the like show. Oh, like a craft like, maltzer? Like, yeah, she's, she's growing, she uh, took it on herself to convert her family's farm to brewing malts and and malting them right and growing malting growing and malting yeah. uh, i said that you said brewing i think i'm sorry that's, that's fair I'm th- you know what i hate <laughs> about you know you know what yeah. i'm feeling bad about is he really just sipped his two beers and left in there and i am out of beer already yeah. and this, <laughs> yeah, this is a long day and i swore so we did we don't often do three shows in a row because we get pear-shaped in the third show yeah. <laughs> um but we did a whole bunch of them down in florida and because there were so many, I kind of was good and sipped like you were sipping, like a gentleman, and got through all the shows. And so I was like, all right, you got three, be a good boy. And both of those beers were so good, they were gone before gone. I right. needed to talk about them. So, sorry so, about show three. All right, so here's the, the last thing we should tie this Well, wait, out, is there a local monster that you like yeah, to use? Yeah, is there somebody out there you've uh, are you are you fuck around with? Are you because that's one of my favorite things these days, is calling her up and be like, I think I would like to see something like this, and then she magically makes it happen for me. I think we could have a whole that's podcast like, on malting, yeah? because it's so easy as craft brewers to talk about hops and where they're grown, how they're grown. We like taking videos of brewers out in the hop fields, picking them, smelling them, ripping them apart. And we do not flip and do that about malt. We just don't. No, but we should. It's not as sexy to look at a COA. I love chewing on malt, though. I was a grape nuts kid. I love right. chewing on malt. Right. I get, when I'm at when I'm at Craft Brewers Conference, I'm over at the Wireman table just throwing malt in my mouth all right. day. And, you know, that, that'll that give you a, a perception yeah. of what the beer might taste like. But I think that we're trying to craft a liquid out of a whole lot of little barley curdles. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so... Even just putting a couple in your mouth, it's not really – that's not the experience because it's like we're trying to create something that the yeast is going to want to love, mm-hmm. you know. And so getting back to your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's, uh, no, no, no. That's what the show's about. There's, I've had a hard time with a lot of craft maltsters. We have tried some of their products and have not been happy. I think that it's kind of in its infancy right now. Um, the hard part that, you know, nobody really wants to talk about is that it takes good growers. It takes a good barley. Um, and then it also takes 
good malting, process. good malting process. And then even if you're good malting, a good maltster, and you understand all the dynamics and you have all the tools to um, do everything that you want, you sometimes have to work with uh, a crop that doesn't work well. And how do you pivot? What right. do you do? And a lot of them have to blend. And a lot of them, you know, they make the barley that they need to make, you know. And I, so it's hard to say, Th- you know. No, that's fair. I just, was, I, I will tell you, like, and I've openly given Hillary a little shit on this show, but the first batch she ever did, I threw into a, a project that's all about indigenous Jersey stuff. So the fact that it was a little grassy and the fact that it was a little whatever, and the you know, and it didn't give me all the sugar I needed was just fine for that wild fermented, mm-hmm. you know, beer. But she quickly got it. You know what I mean? Like, so she's only been doing this like five years. And right now I let, I, she hasn't sent me a malt. I'm not enthusiastic about in the last three and a half that's great but you know what i mean but it was it was a good that's what i'm saying it's that feedback loop and the fact that she is a pro trying to learn and being good about it and making good choices and reinvesting in her business has paid off for me that's i just wanted to check yeah. because i i imagine with what it sounds like you do that would be a fun thing for you to have in your pocket too. we've played with a bit of it um there to to, to make barley within the specs that we want to make them europe is doing that they've been right. growing barley like that for a long time uh, the brewers lead the charge on how that's done. Um, in the states, the maltsters and the growers yeah. lead the charge. It's the difference and it's between the and Cargill. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, not to say that there are not you know good small maltsters in the right. states, yeah. um, or in Canada, obviously. Um, but are you going to do that joke every show? No. I'm talking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the Pedialyte off the. It's just there's a certain amount of. We we value throughput in the states and uh, in Europe. It's led by the brewers, and they want to make an all malt product. Yeah. And in the states, we're like, well, if we can mix some corn in there, yeah. The world of rice. Then who cares? We can grow so much more per acre, and everybody makes more money. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a good point. So I will ask you to finish this off because I, I heard what you were saying, but I do have a moment in my life where I threw some Wireman Golden Naked Oats in my face at something and immediately just envisioned twenty beer recipes. So mm. has that? Ever, is there any malt that you were just walking out you threw your mouth? You're like, I'm gonna brew it. Like, has uh, have you had that moment with one malt in your life where you're like, this is my new? I'm fucking with this this weekend. Mm. You know what I mean? Not with a malt, no. Really? All right. You mean like Simpsons Golden Naked Oats? Uh, yeah. 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 Um. But you know what I mean? I, I was just at the, like I said, wireman table at CBC and just doing my thing. Right. Threw them in my mouth, and I was like, "That's I need that. And we, right. had, we were barely using oats at the time, and I was like, those are fun. That's a pretty flavor. And I was like, I got to I didn't that. know that wire, wireman was malting oats. They might have just been representing them at CBC, or it huh. might have been There's the BSG the table. Larger, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, 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 right. You know what I mean? But I mean, you you were one of the I foremost experts remember. on environment in, in, in the <laughs> U.S. Like, so I was like, they don't do it's like I've this I've read non, the catalog. This is non red heads I've read, but uh, no, it was it's definitely probably it Simpsons, was definitely yeah. somebody in a red and yellow T-shirt was talking to me about it. Right, right. that's what I remember. Right, right. But um, it can get a little shaky at CBC. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cross branding and just desperation for sales. You know what happens? I like well tons of drinking especially in those early ones before i learned better yeah. but you know what i mean it's just you end up back in jersey and you're just taking shit out of pockets and you see a little packet of malt and you're like right. oh right right i promised myself i would get some of that <laughs> <laughs> you know i honestly like not really 
Okay. You know, we kind of have to do pilot batch and say, mm-hmm. is this going to work? And how do we how do we want it to work? Yeah, where am I going to use Where this? am I going to use this? And where can I highlight yeah. a certain product? Fair enough. Well, thanks for joining us, man. It's really nice to have you. I can't wait. So you and I share a tent, right? Mm. No. Yes. No. 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 Damn it. No, it's alphabetical. I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm between cohesion and beer stock. <laughs> right, it's alphabetic, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a shambles at one. So, yeah, so you got to see him in his T- in the better form now. But you started off a. a so we'll be you, by halfway crooks. You that's tipped. That's <laughs> you tipped a a boulder rolling, a snowball rolling down a hill this morning with those two. This is not gonna be my day. Yeah, thanks, pal. Um, yeah. he's talking about snowballs rolling down the hill yeah. and then the little packets he I finds will. in his pocket. <laughs> is this guy really from Jersey? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's committed. He's committed to the to the stereotype and the. Uh, I won't yeah. let it go. I won't. It smells uh, like money. He keeps uh, talking about eight balls, but I don't see any pool tables <laughs> around <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> what is happening? Okay, so the last. All right, so we'll let it go. All right. we do have to go. It's a road show, and I promised John I'd keep it tight. But I love bullshitting, man. So I'm sorry. Sorry to to now have to end it because John's a disciplinarian. But thanks for coming on, man. So, yeah. is there any hope? to get your beers out by us as this project keeps going? Or are you guys going to stay regional delicacy and I got to come out there to drink Regional it? delicacy. I mean, we're going to do some stuff where we send it for events and maybe, you know. Get the word out a little bit. Yeah, yeah we need a lot a of events bit. like this. This is. I said to John, this is so much more dangerous to me than a hype event because I like tasting hype beers. Right. I like drinking these beers. Right? It was it's, like Pills and Love. It was like the greatest. Nobody came other than brewers. But... They didn't the market that, it well. I heard about it the weekend that it was happening, and people. And it's like somebody called me up, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna see you at Pilsen." I'm like, "I have no idea what this is." Oh, <laughs> it's like, that's "Oh, you probably could have marketed it a little bit better." And I literally woke up and I was like looking at the pamphlet, and I'm like, "Oh, Lisa, th- th- they're gonna be here, and, and we gotta go say hi to them." And then I'm like, <laughs> You're like "I'm the literally kid at like, Disney World." Hi, my like, name's Kevin. It's <laughs> nice to meet. You have any stickers? <laughs> oh, this beer. You know, like, I was. I felt like a. I like just got into craft beer again. It was the yeah. best thing. Well, that was my experience last night, right, man? Like yeah. it was. Even if I hadn't heard of them, you know what I mean? I was like, "So where are you? What are you doing?" They'd have you know that table of everybody's beers. So they'd grab their beer, drink it, be like, "Thanks, yeah. dude." Like there was no not fun. Well, so have we told everybody this is a small beer fest and it's all about lagers? Yeah, we're going to talk about it a little bit more. Okay, but, yeah. but I, I just so everybody down here has that part of their life, and it's yeah, it was such a fun crowd to get really drunk with last night. Like it yeah. was a good time. All right, man. Well, thanks for being Thank here. You, Kevin. We'll let you go. I really yeah. appreciate. it. We'll see you out in the tents. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Cheers, guys.